and welcome to Pregnancy Confidential, week 12. Hi, boss. I'm pregnant. Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and your bump through all 40 weeks of pregnancy. I'm Dana Points. I'm the editor of Parents. Been through this pregnancy thing twice. And with me today is... I'm Chandra Turner. I'm the executive editor of Parents, and I have two little ones at home. And... I'm Julia Dennison. I'm the managing editor of the Parents Network of websites, including Parents.com and ThePregnancy.com. And I am pregnant. Woohoo! Officially. <laughs> yeah. And Julia's been through this pretty recently. I mean, I seem right. to remember a few weeks ago, yep. you told your boss. I did. It's week 12, right? So our dear listeners, you have made it to the last week of the first trimester. It's big news. Congratulations. It's an exciting milestone, primarily because it means your risk of miscarriage is going to drop significantly after that first trimester. If you've had some troublesome first trimester symptoms, many of them are going to abate. Now, you might get other symptoms later, so you have that to look forward to. But for a lot of women, if they've had nausea or throwing up or anything, that starts to go away around now. And the tiredness that I know I remember feeling really intensely is also probably starting to lift. But before you blast the news on Facebook that you're pregnant, you're going to need to tell your boss. You know, you just don't want your boss to find out after, like, Dave, the guy in accounting, that you're pregnant. So we're going to talk all about how to do that and how to do it smartly. But before we do that, let's find out more about your baby this week. Let's talk about our favorite topic, your baby's size. You know, it always comes back to fruits and vegetables because you should be eating more of them anyway. So, Julia, how about a fruit? Got anything for me? I'm going to go with passion fruit. Very exotic. I have no idea what a passion fruit (laughs) looks like. Yeah. (laughs) I only drink it in, like, martinis. Oh, don't. (laughs) Stop torturing her. Well, if you want to think about martinis, something I'm missing. Um, Champagne cork is another one. Oh, Oh, that's perfect. Uh Yeah. Uh Not a fruit nor a vegetable. Nope. Your baby right now is the size of one of those EOS lip balms, you know? Mm -hmm. Those little pods. Those cute little ones that are at the cash register at every drugstore, it seems like. But there's lots more to know about your baby's development this week beyond just the size. If you will sign up for our daily pregnancy email, we'll tell you all about your baby's development, maybe tell you a little bit more about what you're feeling or even sometimes what your partner might be feeling right now emotionally, physically. So sign up for the daily pregnancy email at parents.com slash pregnancy daily and we'll give you the scoop. Hey folks, it's Hunter Lewis, Editor-in-Chief of Food & Wine. This fall, we're launching the new Food & Wine Classic in Charleston with our partners at Southern Living Travel and Leisure, and we want to see you there. This incredible three-day culinary experience will showcase the hospitality, food, drinks, and culture of one of our favorite cities in the country. Join us September 27th to 29th to learn more from iconic chefs, share a glass with innovative wine experts, and get to know Charleston with one-of-a-kind experiences curated by the experts at Food & Wine, Southern Living, and Travel and Leisure. Tickets are on sale now at foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. That's foodandwine.com forward slash Charleston Classic. See you down in Charleston. For the last two months of this pregnancy, with probably not much happening on the outside, you've likely been able to keep things kind of under wraps during work. I'm looking at Julia. She's like, <laughs> she's nodding. I, I have to say, I sit right near Julia at the office, and 
I was completely out to lunch. I, I, I always have a running kind of list in my head of people who I think might be pregnant because we work in an office with a lot of women. Uh, Julia was not on my radar. didn't even think about it. <laughs> it's hard to keep it secret when you work on a parenting <laughs> magazine slash website. Right. We are kind of um, freakily excited when people in the office get pregnant. Yeah, it's probably a unique working environment. So you've probably been able to kind of keep things under wraps um, unless you were like really nauseated with intense morning sickness. But that's probably going to change as your baby bump starts to show. Everyone's going to be able to see that there's a baby coming. And you can probably make it for another couple weeks. You know, we do, we are generalizing here about size, but probably till about 14 weeks, I would say, the first pregnancy, if you're a first timer, you can hide with just kind of shapeless clothing. But before the cat is really out of the bag, it's a good idea to share the information with your manager. And I say that as both a pregnant person who's had a manager (laughs) and a manager. So I've seen it from both sides. And Chandra, I expect you have as well. So when the reveal happens, it's nice when people come forward and they say, I'm pregnant. But it's even better when they say, I'm pregnant and, you know, I'm already thinking about how to transition my responsibilities before I go on maternity leave. And you don't have to have all the answers when you first tell your boss. And if you're in our office, she's going to be like really excited and kind of (laughs) popping up and down and, you know, congratulating you. So we're not like asking you to file a memo that says, here's my 12 step plan and let me do it in PowerPoint. But you should at least suggest that you're going to have a plan about the transition and that you'll circle back and make an appointment to talk about the details. I think it's important to note, though, that this is not the time in week 12 when you're telling your boss to commit to anything because you probably have a lot more you can do to educate yourself about what your rights are as a pregnant person and also to think about what you want and how you want to shape your your life after that baby comes. When the baby's finally there and even after, you know, during maternity leave, your your mind might change about what you want to do. So it's unpredictable. Don't make any promises when you disclose what's going on. So Chandra, I know you've you've been through this. What's the first step? I think the first step is to understand what the policy is at your office. All of that would be in your employee handbook. Do a little research. I would even do the research before you talk to your manager. So then when you go to talk to your manager, you have a little bit of insight first because it can be really, really confusing and they may not have the answers. You know, Dana and I work in an office and have worked in, you know, mostly women dominated field. So there's lots of pregnant people all the time, especially at parents. So we've got it down and we know uh, what everybody's rights are and like what is expected and what the leave is and yada, yada, yada. But a lot of places, you know, aren't that on top of it. So you have to kind of take that on yourself, I think. We should note that the United States is really pathetic Mm -hmm. when it comes to mandating paid parental leave for workers. Basically doesn't. Yeah. You know, it's kind of appalling. We really should be ashamed as a country for our our country's lack of respect and support for pregnant women. There is just this one federal law. It's the Family Medical Leave Act that covers 12 weeks of unpaid leave. So thanks a lot. I can take 12 (laughs) weeks off without pay. And that is it. So, And that's only in companies. Usually it's a, a company that has 50 or more employees, and you have to have worked there at least a year. 
So I think it's like half of Americans or less that actually qualify for that. Right. There's FMLA a lot leave. of small yeah. companies these days. So, but it's FMLA, as, as Julia said. So you should read up on that. And then you can also go to a website called nationalpartnership.org, which breaks down all the laws around maternity leave state by state. So if there's any additional special law in your state, for example, California has some really interesting legislation, you can find it on nationalpartnership.org. It's interesting because in England, I believe that you have up to a year Mm -hmm. um, that your job would be guaranteed when you go back. And that is more of the expectation. It's baffling that we only only get 12 weeks total, yeah. and that's not even guaranteed to be paid. And especially when you're making as much, or in many cases, more than your husband is, which is my case. So being out for 12 weeks is really challenging because it's like I actually had to save money in order to have a baby. I mean, of course, everybody has to save money to have a baby, but I also had to save money to be able to pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. I was actually unemployed when I was pregnant the second time. So I had to go back. I had to start earlier. I had to have a shortened maternity leave because it was too expensive to be home, you know, and not earning that money. It's mm-hmm. a real, real issue. Yeah. It's incredibly frustrating. And I actually lived in London for almost 10 years and then decided to move back here and get pregnant, which was really <laughs> smart. Yeah, way to go. Way to plan. So right now in week 12, you're going to have to be starting to do the math. You're thinking about your family's economic situation. Talk to your HR department. Research your company's specific policies. Look at what you're allowed by law. Definitely, if there are women in your workplace who have been pregnant fairly recently, talk to them a little bit to try to get some insights because there's always those kind of like sneaky workarounds or things that aren't in the policy that you might be able to learn something from someone who's actually done it. But you're probably going to end up combining some combination of short-term disability, maybe some sick days, maybe some vacation days. And then unpaid family leave if you are qualified for FMLA or you can negotiate that with your employer. And those things together you can combine to come up with the period of time that you will not work after having the baby. The good news is that once you say that you're pregnant, you can't be fired during the pregnancy. You're pretty well protected regardless of the size. You can't be fired because you're pregnant. Exactly. You can be fired. I was actually let go when I was pregnant um, because my company went under. If your job is eliminated for some reason, whether you're Mm -hmm. pregnant or not, then your job is eliminated. You also can't be forced to take leave. Like, you know, they can't say, don't come back until whatever. And you're entitled to all the benefits that any employee with any medical condition is entitled to. And then in the United States, once the baby comes, you have certain rights around being able to pump breast milk in a safe place in your workplace. Um, Thank you, Obama. Yes. And you can't discriminate against a woman because she's lactating. Mm -hmm. So I would say also just from my experience that there is this tendency, if you really love your job and care about your job and you're very responsible and you work really hard, there's going to be a tendency to say either I'll come back earlier because I just know how much I'm needed or to say, oh, I can work a little bit while I'm on maternity leave. Chandra is shaking her head. No. Violent no. (laughs) It is a bad idea. First of all, you don't know what it's going to be like after you have that baby. I cannot imagine having had work obligations during particularly the first, let's say, month or or five or six weeks after the baby came. And I stayed out 
I think, 12 weeks with my first child and 10 weeks with my second child. I was also one of those people who was like, well, I can't possibly be out. You know, how are they going to live without me? And frankly, you know, everyone to some degree is replaceable. They will make do. And you shouldn't be afraid that, you know, your being out is going to show your boss and coworkers that they can live without you. The most important thing is to focus on your time with your baby. It goes by really quickly. And you're not going to be paid You know, if you say, oh, I'm going to take 12 weeks, but after week six or eight, please, you know, send me some work, check in on me. They're not going to pay you for that time. You know, the company policy is the company policy. If it's an unpaid leave, you you can't expect to see a paycheck for that. So don't work off the clock. And being connected, you cannot be partially connected. It doesn't work. Mm. So you're like, oh, I will check email. I'll, you know, check in from time to time. You then you get sucked in. You can't just read one email. They're, they expect a response. So I actually tell, I cut everybody off, especially first pregnancies, and t- say, listen, turn it off on your phone. I'm not going to expect people to get in touch with you unless it's like dire. Like we cannot figure out the answer without you. And in that case, I will call. So listeners, have you told your boss yet? How did that go? Tweet us the details at Parents Magazine with the hashtag Pregnancy Confidential. So every week we like to tell you something you can relax about. And this week's Relax You've Got This segment is about pregnancy brain. This is one of my favorite topics. (laughs) Me too. People who say they have pregnancy brain drive me up the wall. Let's just get the research out there before I begin to opine and, you know. (laughs) Get your pet peeves on the table. Before I really go off. Multiple studies have disproven the idea that women suffer from forgetfulness just from being pregnant. And in one study, when moms-to-be were put through a series of mental acuity tests, it's like mental gymnastics, when these women were then asked how they performed, they thought they did worse than they actually did. So... All this talk about pregnancy brain is a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it's really interesting that we're talking about this after having talked about maternity leave and what your rights are. Because, and here, here I'm getting on the soapbox. I'm climbing up <laughs> do the it, steps. Do it. This just gives people license to say women who are pregnant are somehow substandard employees and substandard citizens when the research absolutely shows that there's no connection. Now... If you have the occasional moment of, like, forgetfulness, well, chances are you probably have those before you're pregnant. I know Mm -hmm. I have them now long after my pregnancy. It's probably from the same reason that anybody else does. You're busy. You're stressed. You're short on sleep. Now, there is some evidence that there's an upshoot in the hormone progesterone and and estrogen, and that can negatively affect your ability to recall information. But those same hormones are also at the same time helping You grow all this new circuitry in your brain, strengthen it so that you can be on fire once the baby is born, (laughs) right? So if there's anything that's going on, it's like you might have a little trouble to recalling information, but you are getting smarter in all these other ways when you're pregnant. And I've seen this firsthand. I remember the first person I was close to in my work life to get pregnant, like a good friend, somebody who was my own age, and we worked in similar situations, and, and I knew her quite well. And I remember watching as she just became like a machine. And when she got back after maternity leave, she was so much more decisive and productive and focused when she was in the office. 
And I think it's got something to do with the fact that, you know, you do have a kind of timer. You can't stay at work all hours if you're one of those people who just like works really hard and works really late. Pregnancy and having a baby changes that. So you become more productive, if anything. But okay, I'll climb off the soapbox. Let somebody else talk. What do you, I mean, Chandra, I'm sure you have thoughts about this. We have this. a ban against the term in the magazine. We will not have any reference to pregnancy brain. And it is because, you know, both Dana and I feel very strong about this. And it's kind of like saying she's on the rag, but, you know, for pregnancy. So Which no course, one would say anymore, like, blame a co-worker's whatever on the fact that she was menstruating. <laughs> like, that's so 50s. It's ridiculous. So you should stop worrying about the fact that you're not going to be able to do your job properly. You are going to be able to not just do your job, but rock it during pregnancy. If you take care of yourself, you know, get exercise, try to get to bed a little earlier, keep an organized to-do list. But it also means that you can't yourself use pregnancy brain as an excuse because mm-hmm. that just reinforces the myth. So a celebrity like Kate Hudson, who was quoted as saying pregnancy brain made her feel stoned, is not helping our collective case. Say <laughs> no to pregnancy brain. That's right. Let's kill it. So, Julia, what do you think about this as someone who's, who's I, living it in the moment? My brain doesn't feel any different. I think the emotional side of things, absolutely. But like, there's been no change in how I'm able to do my job. So the whole thing really annoys me as well. All right. So altogether, pinky swear, no more of that pregnancy brain stuff. We're done. That's it for Pregnancy Confidential for today. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Our engineer is Henry Malofsky. And thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Parents Magazine, or Instagram at, you guessed it, Parents Magazine. And if you like the show, I hope you'll tell a friend. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And please leave us a rating. We need those ratings to tell the rest of the world about the podcast and help other people discover our show. So unlike other podcasts, here's the evil genius of Pregnancy Confidential. You can listen to future weeks now. If you're one of those people that wants to peek around the corner Maybe you're in week 12 now, but you just can't wait to find out. You can take a sneak peek by listening to the future episodes. So go for it.